Good morning, this is GM huffing and puffing because I'm a big guy walking over a hill to get to the bus in the morning. I ramble on about games mastering and roleplay and things that interest me. So let's see what we're going to talk about today. Hey guys, this is a quick little episode just to let you know that I'm alive and well and the move from house number one to house number two has progressed and the path from walking for the house to get to the bus stop is different. It's still got some hills so you still hear me puffing away but a little shorter so I'm going to have to plan my recordings a little bit better I guess. I've got some topics I want to discuss, maybe I'll do that in the second part of my walk. Um, things like, uh, yeah, today I'm going to maybe talk about Kickstarter, talk about how the uh, world is changing right now and things we can use in our roleplay and um, yeah, that kind of stuff. So stay tuned. So, today's topic I wanted to address was Kickstarter burnout. What is Kickstarter burnout? Well, I don't know about all of you. Uh, personally, I am a Kickstarter backer. I, um, at first, it was all about finding projects that I th- de- deemed worthy that needed to be, needed to come to the light, needed to get out there, needed to be available. I believed in the system, and I have I sponsored a few companies that um, their first Kickstarter took off, and they did a good enough job that their second one took off. They got better because the first a lot of people plus the newbies that came along, and I think in a niche audience. Kickstarter is a nice way to build an audience. You put a product out, your first product, and if people really like it, you say, okay, cool, I've got your emails, I'll contact you about the next one. Do a second Kickstarter. You build up your audience again. You have your previous audience, you've got your new audience, and you build up and you get a set of regulars. And these regulars are like, okay, we like your product and we like what you're doing and we want to see more of it. And they'll come back and come back and come back. And so that, that, that works for me as a, as a concept. Uh, I've seen a lot of people argue against it recently because the concept of Kickstarter is this... Um, how do you put it? This Here's a big company going, Hey, look, here's a platform that a bunch of people with a bunch of money and... And it's expendable money because they're prepared to throw it away. They're, they're basically saying, hey, we don't know if your product is going to succeed or not, but I'll give you $20, $30, to see if you'll succeed. And if you don't succeed, well, you know, 
shame on me for not doing enough research into who you are as a company or as a startup or, or seeing what you did. Shame on me. And shame on you for not doing it and you're never going to do another project again if you fail because no one's going to believe you a second time. So in that, in that the, these companies, bigger companies are like, oh, look, all these hundreds of people and all we need to do is spend a bit more money on our snazzy advertising and we'll bring in more people and we'll make more money. And they did. And they did it over and over again. And some of them legitimately made money and some of them did it in a scrupulous kind of a way um unscrupulous kind of way and and it just sort of you could sort of feel that kickstarter started kind of going bad to the point where now there are some other companies that came out with the game and went hey look we're trying to make our game okay we're trying to make our game and we want to put our money together and we want to make this game. And they get a lot of people going, oh, that's pretty cool and you've done a good job and you've done a good setup and so forth. But then when anything short falls flat, like, oh, the boards are too shiny or, oh, the, the game isn't quite as good as I was hoping it was going to be because they're expecting it to be a fully fleshed out professional product. They're not expecting a kick-started first time first company look we're going to make mistakes on this but we're going to get it out there and you're going to have the first copy in your hands and that's going to make it a rare copy because of these reasons so they get them out there and then people are like whoa whoa your product isn't that good what's up I don't like this product I want my money back how dare you give me this shoddy product and it's like well dude you backed me to make a game and maybe I didn't do it so well, but you don't get your money back just because you don't like it. You backed me to do something. Now, there's the thing is that some companies have brought out their product. Now, I back a lot of games, but there are some tech I've backed and some art I've backed and so forth. And the tech hasn't even come about. Like, there's a problem, I guess, with tech is if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It doesn't matter if I sh- if you ship the this... Um, piece of plastic with some electronics inside of it if it doesn't work then it's useless you know it's it's a useless piece of junk so why would you spend all this money trying to make a product which is a useless piece of junk right well yes but the customers are like hey i gave you my 300 bucks for this piece of tech and you didn't give it to me give me something give me my money back give me half my money back you know um, in particular, I'm talking about Super Screen, for example. These guys, there surely was a point, surely, they were sitting on a point when they went, okay, the cost to produce the good is $70. People have backed it for 300 Our research and development has hit a point. The number of people that we have that we have to send this out to and ship it out to has reached a point where the amount of money in our bank is exactly the amount of money to produce. And that's the point where they got to go, ah, oh, crap, we've done something wrong. We've failed to reach the goal, okay? That's the point when they say to the backers, look, the cost to produce this thing is 70 bucks. We can refund you that. The research and development money is lost. We've paid people. We've paid storage. We've paid for computers, we've paid for things to get done, we've paid different companies, licensing fees and so forth. But at the end of the day, 
the um, at the end of the day, it just is not going to get done, and the 70 bucks that we've got to put together uh, to to put it together is not going to be. In, uh, we we run out of research and development money. We still got production money, but we don't have R and D money. So, and we, and we didn't finish. And that's the point where that guy's got to say, "What do you want me to do?" You know, I can delay it another six months, or my own money to R and D get done, get a job, get some other people. Or I can ask you to back me some more money. It was too cheap to produce. I can't produce it. But no, what he did was he burnt through the rest of that money trying to R&D the product so he could make the product with with what goal? What, what was he going to do? Get a loan and produce the good, the product with a loan and then somehow pay it back with the profits of future? That's just bad business. So rightly, everyone's jumped on him and said, you're an idiot. You fucked up. You didn't reach that, dead, that deadline that point of no return and say to us sorry here's your 70 bucks back they didn't do that and you should have and now will a lawsuit happen maybe well that kind of thing uh, that guy's not going to get trusted again kickstarter community and and it was not like it wasn't like a few hundred people it was a few thousand people he raised two million dollars at a approximate cost of um, backing was $200, so he's easily got 10,000 people that are quite angry with him. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Now, that's that's an extreme case scenario where it didn't happen at all. And there are other case scenarios where, where in the games company, for example, they go, oh, crap, we, we can produce, but since it's a physical product, and we just need to get the physical product into your hands, there's a cut-off point where they go, we've run out of research and development money, or, or creative development money and we can't buy any more art we've got enough art or enough placeholder art that we've paid cheap for and that's it we run out and so let's just produce and then they look at the production costs and gone oh no we didn't factor in x or y or uh, now in certain cases i've had this twice now where there's a game with miniatures in it and they've just said uh miniatures uh okay i know we promised 35 mil scale miniatures but since 3d prints to make up the base miniature we could scale it down to what what's acceptable for a board game piece 25 mil how much reduction in cost talk to the guys oh look we reduced the cost to produce by 25 percent let's do it we have to do it now i don't mind if that Kickstarter project was trying to do everything on budget and tight, put it through tight, and then they fucked up and they have to reduce the miniature size as a result. What I don't like is the idea that they got greedy and went, oh, if you know what, if we reduce the miniature size, we can take an extra hundred grand profit for ourselves. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, that, that kind of thing, stuff grates me. So... That, there's the failure situations, right? The successful end of the situations is sort of an extreme other where you, know, you make enough money and then your artists and your, you, know, you get bought out by other companies and then you fail to... You can no longer produce your product for 
your customers because some big company took you over, bought all your IP, bought all your artists and screwed you over. You know, that's when you're too successful but you're not ready for that level of success. That's the other end of the spectrum. So, um, yeah, the, it's either or, we're in that situation where you've got this. Uh, now, I, I've gone on a bit of a rant in this situation, and I, I really should have tightened it up again. And I, maybe I should have delete this and, and start again and do it tighter, but really, I think. You know, I'm getting. I'm just going to do this once off and get my point across, and then I'll shut up about it again in the future. But my point was that in our roleplay games, our heroes are a bunch of people who are treated like individuals who are who have to buy their own equipment buy their own stuff, go out, defeat the monsters, and then they come home and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you defeated the monster. And then they still have to buy their own equipment and and buy their own stuff and go out again. And, and computer game role players have really pushed this factor. They've pushed, pushed this idea that the hero goes out and he does this defeating of the monster and, and comes home and, and, and transacts financial transaction of goods buy some more weapons buy some more armor sort this stuff out go out kill more monsters do the next job buy more equipment do the next job buy more equipment do the next job and that's very capitalistic the the whole capitalistic concept of creating a business kickstarting not but before kickstarting but creating a business getting some customers, doing the job, and then improving your ability to serve your customers with upgrades and technology and cutting costs and improving profits and improving your customer base is the same as a hero leveling up and being monsters, conceptually. And it's too capitalistic. And after travelling around Europe as often as I did and as much as I did and... A little bit of Africa that I travelled, and, and a little bit of and a, you know Asia, a lot of Asia, and a lot of Europe, and seeing that this isn't normal. It's very abnormal to have this pure capitalistic situation. It makes no sense. People in villages today, even, but more so in medieval times, would support the youth. They would, your family to start off with wasn't just your mum and your dad and your aunt and uncle and your grandpa and grandma. It was also your neighbours and the neighbours' neighbours and the neighbours' aunts and uncles and the neighbours' parents and their kids. And when you got married, people would come from the whole village and come to your wedding to celebrate your marriage and give you gifts so your society, so your life would start. Right? Your family and your aunts and your uncles and also other people in town would contribute to your life in in even in modern times thousands of dollars is given to the couples to start their new life why why is this done this way because you're young and you've got nothing and this helps you start it puts a deposit on your house or it in older times they would build the house 
they'd physically go out there and help you build your first house so you'd have that one room built in the village and now you can go start your family there right and then when it came time you would help the next person pay it forward and so it's this concept I'm I've promoted this a little bit but I'm really going to start pushing this a lot more the first time you start a character your adventuring career starts with your family and your friends of your family giving you a heads up giving you a first step taking that first step pulling you up to the point where you're able to go do something and that might be that the character creation you might roll up a couple of times on a chart where it says okay your uncle what does your uncle give you well he teaches you how to fish okay your aunt what does she teach you well she teaches you how to do some basic stitching and each of your skills to develop your character each of your background skills is given to you by a family member or a community member but it also may be some material goods maybe your sword is handed to you by the, the mayor of the town says okay you're a young hero and you're going to go out and defeat the monster you're going to need a decent sword here and the old woman gives you a small potion and he, we read these stories all the time where our young hero heads out onto the road and along the way he meets an old lady and she supports him and he's kind to her and she gives him a magical item you know and then the next person he meets He's kind to them and they give him something. The, the soldier and the devils, I think it's called, the soldier and his whistle, I don't remember what it's called, it's an old Russian fairy tale, uh, does this exactly. The old soldier's returning from the war and he hands a biscuit to each of the people he meets along the way and each one of them wishes him well and gives him a magical gift with the ability to dance in time to the beat and to whistle a, a ruby whistle and a pack of cards that never lose, and a sack that anything is called into it will get into it magically. They're given to him because he's sharing. He's sharing with them. And I think our roleplay games have really lost that, that sharing, that trust, that, that kickstart. We need to kickstart our heroes. Our heroes need to be the culmination of a group of people who've come together and said, here, here's my ideas, here's my uh, material wealth, here's my skills, here's my knowledge, and build up a character so the player feels like he's not just himself that got himself there, but he's, he's a re- result of his community and friends and family to make his character. That, that's my point. That's what I was trying to get to. I'll, this is just a, a rant on a f- mobile phone. It was supposed to be while I'm walking to work, but I've taken the time to stop and drink my coffee and talk to you about this. Maybe it's... Maybe it's uh, without doing this for a month, I had a month's worth of, I need to get out and I need to say stuff for a month. So maybe that's what it is too. But Anyway, I hope you um, I hope you listened to the end. I hope the Kickstarter part didn't bore you enough to quit at the beginning. I'm going to sign off there and and get my butt to work um, but think about this you know heroes are a result of being kickstarted by their community and we need to represent that better I mean, and maybe we can teach our players a better way to play to realize that it's not capitalistic it's more kickstarter catch you later